Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Okay, so so in Isaiah 61, which is a, a popular verse because Jesus read it, uh, it starts off with the sovereign, of the sovereign of the Spirit Lord. No, it's the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me uh, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. It's interesting when you have freedom, they're, they're, when you get given freedom, because we've all been given freedom by being in this country too, by the way. Like we are a free country. Um, there's a responsibility on that comes with that, isn't there? That if you have freedom, you can't just hold it to yourself and, and keep it for yourself. Um, so Jesus said, like the, in Isaiah, it talks, goes further and says, proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to the bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for those prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. We know all this. You've probably heard this many times before. And day of the vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. This is where our freedom comes in. You've got freedom. You can, you can do this for others. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. How cool is it? We can do that as well. Because we've got Jesus in us. We can do that. And this is what I love. This is one of the reasons why I got up on stage before and yelled at you. Um, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair or a spirit of heaviness, it says. So a garment of praise. I'm giving you a garment of praise this morning. God was giving you a garment of praise. Sometimes we just got to take off that, gar- that jacket. We've been wearing it for way too long. He's got a good jacket on, obviously. But take off that jacket of despair, that jacket of that you've been carrying on, that, that halo, the, the aura of whatever you want to call it. Sorry, probably not aura. That's a bad, you know, that's got bad connotations to it. But the feeling of despair, and put on the garment of praise. The garment of praise. So you put it on. There's a conscious decision. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to wear the garment of praise, and I'm going to let my mouth declare praises to God. Um, Because your ears need to hear it, and those around you need to hear it, even if you're just living it. Good. That's why I got up and jumped on stage, because I feel like, like when I said, are we Christians, I didn't mean to... I'm not trying to challenge your, your beliefs or your Christianity, but like, like, are we going to live what it says in the Word of God? Are we going to put on our garment of praise? And, and in that is freedom in itself. Come on. By praising God and, and by shouting out His Come praises and, and declaring how good He is and what He's yes. done for us, there is praise that enters the room. That come, sorry, there's freedom that comes into the room in our praises. And it says it inhabits our praises. That's Jesus. It comes in and lives in our praises. So we've got to do it. Got to speak it out, especially if it's cold and and dark and gloomy, like uh, Honey Kylie just like said. This room is yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. Who's cold in here this morning? Yeah, we need to get that air conditioning in, don't we? Yeah. Mm. Well, everything in its time. <laughs> hey, last week I made a statement um, that yeah. was actually what the Word of God says about it's not what we put into our mouth that defiles us, but rather what comes out of our mouth. And I was speaking specifically to men about what you're proclaiming in your home, what you're proclaiming in your workplace. Because as men under God, and this is, see the pattern of this world is telling us, doesn't matter if you're male or female. Yes, it does. It totally does because you have a calling and identity in God. There's a deception that is just so prevalent at the moment. And what's it trying to do? Steal the identity of God from us. And everyone goes, oh, but that's not fair. Nothing about life is fair. Choose your hard. Life is hard. Choose your hard. 
this is hard. Even they said to Jesus, what you're saying is a hard thing. Sorry to steal, but this just goes where I'm going. Kylie already stole my verses this morning. So I made that statement. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles us because what he was saying was that there was a God had already shifted and it took a while. Freedom had come to the, not only to the nation of Israel, to, but to the whole planet. But it took the nation of Israel a little while to catch up with the shift that God had already made. So um, they needed to change their, their attitudes. But they were saying, no, 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 if you want to be part of us, you've got to be circumcised. If you want to be part of us, you've got to eat and drink like this. If you're going to be part of us, you've got to wash your hands a certain way. And they were putting all these religious requirements on it. And that's not what it was about. And Paul was saying, it's not what you put into your mouth that defiles, but rather what comes out of your mouth. So true. What we speak is so true. Somebody came up to me this morning and said, how are you doing? How was your week? And I went, fantastic. My back is really sore, but me, I'm fantastic. Oh, come on. We can just state the flippant obvious sometimes and get caught up in facts when we should actually be prophesying. Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The songs we're singing this morning, you may not feel them, but the thing is, feelings are there to acknowledge, they're not there to control. You cannot be controlled by your feelings. Otherwise, as Ephesians said, you'll be tossed around by every wind of doctrine and the cunningness of men's schemes and the social media and rants and the Twitter rants and the... Who cares? But... But not only that, because um, Melinda, T- uh, Melinda Tanker, that's an old name. Melinda Grobler came up to me <laughs> earlier and she said, it's not even Melinda Tankard anymore, she's married. <laughs> really? Oh, Tankard Reese. Oh, nailed it. She's proclaiming freedom for women and everything like that. Look up Melinda Tankard Reese. It's a, she's right in the political arena. But um, Melinda Grobler came up to me after and said, the Spirit spoke to me and said, it's not just what comes out of men's mouths, and this isn't just for men but women as well, but what isn't coming out of our mouth. I almost need to drop the mic now because that – that's gold right there, guys. If you're, if you're hungering for more of the things of God, what, what's coming out of your mouth and what isn't coming out of your mouth? See, we can easily state the obvious and complain and whine and rant and rage, rage about those things. But the Word of God is very specific. The, the scripture that I'm starting off with this morning is Ephesians 5, where Kylie just said, now, you've got to look at this because leading up to this verse is a whole heap of stuff um, where it says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. You know, it says, be completely humble, be patient, bearing with one another in agape love. That's unconditional love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger in your life. Stop brawling and get rid wow. of slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate, humble, hospitable with one another. Wow. Um, and saying all these things, forgive one so another just as God through Christ forgave 
gave you. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. How much futile thinking, sorry, futile (laughs) thinking is going on at the moment. It is, and it says here, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from a life with God because of the ignorance that is due to them through the hardening of their hearts. Do not get a hard heart. Don't, don't say, oh, but those words are singing, that's, that's okay for you to sing, that you're a child of God. Oh, that there's a place in the Father's house for you. Oh, you know, I'm healed, I'm delivered. Oh, that's okay for you because it's easy for you. No, no, no. Each one of us has a heart in our life. we ne- <laughs> got to work. be careful how I say that. It's difficult in our life. Yes. we just got to choose the difficult that we deal with. There's yep, some of us carrying so way too much difficult in our life that we need to let go of and say, Father, I can't handle this. I'll let it go. You, you yep. deal with that yep. difficult because yep. I've, I've got to know. And he goes, finally, I've got this image that I had this morning while we were in prayer. And it was the father sitting down and he's like tapping his knee going, come on, come on, up you get. Come on. And my mum used to give us these hugs when we jumped on a lap. And she'd just like hug us and go, Argh. That is the heart of the Father towards each one of us. Come on. That's good. Now you might say, well, why isn't God, is God too old that he has, no, mother, (laughs) grandmas and grandpas and Uncle Steve's are too old to get up out of chairs and go, (laughs) okay, I'll chase after you then, you know, like, but no, he's saying, what does the word of God say? Let God draw near to me and then I'll draw near to him. No, it says draw near to God, then he draws near to us. He will never impose himself on us. He wants us to come and jump on his lap. He wants to embrace us. So That's a a good visual of of who the Father is because it, it like we can often see him as being something different, as being hard to come to, uh, further away, cold, um, not interested, uh, judgmental. Yeah, this list of things that I have to do first before I can come to him. And he says, no, 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 no. I've made you to be first. That's good, Steve. And then you – so we think of this list of commandments that we've got to try and fulfill. But what's the most important commandment? (laughs) Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind. Love it. And love your neighbor as yourself. Offer hospitality to them. This is being a disciple. That's what we're talking about at the moment is God has shifted and it's taking us a while to catch up with the freedom. Kylie and I were out to dinner and we're just talking about what God's calling us into as a church. And I'm going, I'm loving it. I'm loving just the relaxing with people on one-on-one and just sitting down and intimately communicating with them. And, and don't think you have to get with Kylie and us to have that. There are so many people in here with a broad spectrum of experiences and understanding in God that you can sit down with and mutually encourage one another. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Kylie and I were just feeding off each other, talking about the goodness of God and, and just how great He is. I've gone off track again. Very rarely happens. But it goes on to say they are darkened in their understanding and separated from God because of the hard hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality. So to indulge in every kind of impurity. Sound familiar with what's happening in the world at the moment? And they are full of greed. Is this planet driven by greed at the moment? Everywhere you look, even in the third world nation, sorry, the developing nations, uh, they're not poor. 
there's just corruption there where somebody is stealing all the wealth. Yeah, that's right. Greed has taken over. Then it goes on to Ephesians 5, verse 15. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. We've got this one. Yeah. Do not, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. There are so many ways. You might go, but I don't know what the Lord's will is for my life. <laughs> Romans says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Allow the word of God to become prevalent in your conversation, in your proclamation, in your prophesying over your own life. Sorry, I'm... I've got to get this out Keep somehow. Going. You know, like Loving it. I'm I'm bubbling, not babbling. Yes. There's a big difference. Babbling? This is living water. Not stab, not just bubbling. This is bubbling, not babbling. Babbling is just talking about irrelevant things. Um, the Lord's will. Then you'll then you know what the Lord's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You he has told you, old man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. But to do justly, love mercy and walk humbly. Um, stand at the crossroads and look. Look for where the good way is and walk in it. There you will find rest for your souls. This is God's will for us. Um, what's the other one? Rejoice always. Pray continually. In all things give yeah, thanks. Yeah. This is the Lord's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you don't know what God's will is, boom. Drop the mic again. Ooh. There's a, I and we don't just quote these scriptures because we, rem, you know, we want to look like we're smart. No, these are our desperate food on a daily basis. Dude. We have to keep reminding ourselves. No, I've got to transform that thinking. Yeah. Nah. Hello, McFly. Yeah. Hello, you know. Mm. Then it says to know what God, the Lord's will is. This the next is the interesting scripture that Kylie brought out. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or sin. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Don't get drunk on wine. The thing is that that's the first time wine gets mentioned in this drunkenness does, but the first time. And we get caught up on the religious perspective of, oh, alcohol is evil. I'm not going to get into an argument here. But everything else that it talked about, impurity, greed, indulgence and sensuality, they all intoxicate us. They all intoxicate the human nature. They all intoxicate our mind that everything that we talk about yep. is about that greed, that yep. sensuality, that self-indulgence. Yep. Don't get drunk on anything that will intoxicate you and cause wickedness to come into your life. Come on. But instead, speak psalms and hymns, not drunken ditties and, and, and rantings and ravings about look how good everything is and all that in your life because the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, this is the pattern of the world. If we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. Does that mean that God doesn't love us? No. He told it. God so loved the world, even when we were filthy in sin and religious um, process without relationship, He sent Jesus to transform the whole planet. Not just Christians. The whole planet now has the message of Jesus open to it. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of yes. reverence yes. for Christ. It's all about submitting to God, but submitting to one another. 
You know, not having to make that win your point, not having, a, you know, and husbands and wives, not having to, you know, as men, we are called to lay down our lives for our wives like Jesus did for the church. Yeah, the church didn't true. even exist at that point. The church didn't come until after he was taken away. So he laid down his life for something that he got no reward from on the day or while he was on the planet. So there is a whole thing of self-sacrifice here as men that we wow. need to care. And it's not just for our wives, but it's actually for all womankind. We are to lay down our lives. What isn't coming out of your mouth? Because at some point, you, there's going to be a requirement for you to speak, not unwise, but what wisdom oh. into the world around you. Yes. Wisdom from heaven, which is first of all pure, then peace-loving. It's not antagonistic. It's not contaminated by your perspective. It is pure. It is peace-loving. Wisdom from heaven. Okay. Do you want to... Weigh in on this at all? I'm just trying to breathe. Yeah, I, I've got to breathe now. That's why I'm... The Word of God is so deep. Can I just oh, say yes, that? Yes, Come on, dude. Come on, dude. And, and I... Go into your thing about the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Wait, the deep. But yeah, the deep. Okay, so... Um, I, was I know it's not in your notes, but we were talking about it during yeah, the week. Yeah, I was thinking the other day uh, about what God offers and what everything else offers, right? So... The kingdom of God and and everything else. So anything you can put your heart into, you can follow, you can run after, you can you can buy, you can purchase, you can consume, everything else, right? And I was thinking that everything on that side of the fence that the world offers, its best attributes are on the outside. So what you're chasing that might fill your stomach for a while, that you might run after and it might get you some joy for a bit or might make bring some peace into your life or do it it's the best of it is on the outside y you know what i'm talking about eminem okay but but the best is not on not the inside singer. it's on the oh no yeah okay uh <laughs> so a candied outside let's put it that way <laughs> it's got a candied outside um but you know once you get into the middle start getting past that candied outside um it, it, it it's not the same inside it actually promises to have more on the inside but but it fails to deliver that it actually and then it says oh but you've got to go deeper you've got to keep going and, and going further into that and and you'll it'll get better but it doesn't it just gets worse um so that's true of a lot of things in this yeah. world every uh, every the lust everything. of the eyes you know everything that we can we can think oh that looks really good i'm going to run after that mm. and then you find inside it's not what i was hoping for yeah. and now i'm having to to go further to get the same kind of pleasure out of it and then further and further and, and it's, yeah, spiral. we don't spiral up, we spiral down uh, in that. But then I thought about the, the kingdom of God. Come Everything um, about what God offers uh, is Love, great on the outside, joy, but its peace. best is on the inside. Oh. So, so the more you get into God, the more you get into the word, the more you get into just following Jesus, it gets better and it gets better. And, and scripture promises that, you know, the, the, the latter days will be better than the former days. You know, the best is yet to come. So, so as you bury yourself, as you just like, like you know, burrow down into the Word of God, it gets better and better. So what you said there is so true because it just gets better and, and, it, and it, more of it in there. And I've, I wanted to share some stuff from John 6. I've been reading this chapter of John 6. I've just been going through it and going through it and, and just asking God, what do you mean by it? And, and I'm, I'm getting more and more out of it. That, how many times have I said that? 
I don't know how many times I've stood up here and gone, I'm just getting more out of this the more I read it. I only say that to encourage you because I'm encouraged by reading it. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. God never disappoints in this area. (laughs) Can I go into that, John 6? Is that cool? I can. I'm just going to take the mic. Oh, I've got a mic. Okay, so so John 6 uh, from verse 35. I'm not going to read through all of it because I could read 35 all the way through to the end of the chapter, um, which is like a thousand verses. No, it's 60. doesn't matter. I'll just keep going. Um, Jesus says, I am the bread of... Hey, you were the one pointing out that you'd gone off track. We didn't know that until you'd said it. Anyway, keep going. Okay, so the, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Jesus says this a lot in this in this stretch of, of um, Bible. Uh, so he says, I am the bread of life. Uh, and he's talking there about, uh, he goes into, uh, I think it's before that, there's talking about the manna that Moses, in Moses' time, God gave them manna from heaven and, and fed them. And, and then Jesus says, well, there's actually bread coming from heaven that the Father's giving that you'll eat it and you won't get hungry. And they're like, well, we want some of this bread. And he goes, well, I'm the bread of life. And so it leads into this. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Um, the idea that, that our lives can be full by investing into Jesus, by consuming Jesus, by, by eating him. And, and it says the, Jesus is the word. So by eating his word, um, by drinking of his blood, by, by taking part of his new, new covenant with us where we can, we can have a relationship with Jesus and God the Father. I mean, come on. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger the more I think about it. Because I was thinking, what is this bread? What, what bread are you talking about, Jesus? But, but it's the bread of life. So wherever you're going to find life, that's where Jesus is. It, where, wherever you find Jesus, that's where life is. Okay, okay. And I love oh. So verse 36 says, as I told you, um, anyway, that doesn't matter. Verse 37, let's go on to that. Sorry, Jesus, what you said is important. I'm just going to keep skipping. Uh, all those who the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. I will never drive away. Have you ever been away from Jesus? You know him, and then you sort of wander away. He will, he will never drive you away. He's, and you know he's always been there? I've been in that situation. I know Jesus is always, he's still there with me, still with me, still walking beside me, still ready at any moment when I make a, the, the call back to him. He's there for me. Um, okay, okay. Sorry. So all the Jews began to grumble him and said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Who is this guy? This is Jesus. We know his mum and dad, Joseph and Mary. We know this guy. And it makes me think, be careful of familiarity. Um, I've been in church a long time, most of my life, all of my life, really. And, and I can be familiar. It can be easy to be familiar with God and Jesus and, and, and take, take the joy that is there, you know, Remember your first love. Uh, I take that joy for granted and take the freedom for granted and, and, and take everything that he's given me for granted and just put it on the shelf and not even share it with anyone. You know, not, not use it for anyone. It may not be that I have to speak about it, but just using it for others around me. Um, and he said, stop grumbling around yourselves. He says, no one can come to me but the Father, unless the Father who sent me draws them. Uh, what does it say here? No one's... No one has seen the Father. Sorry, before that, in verse 45, um, it says, Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. I, I love that verse because it, he then says, No one has seen the Father except the, the one who is of God. And, and 
he's seen the Father. That's Jesus seeing the Father. But but we we don't see the Father. We hear the Father. We hear the Spirit. Spirit calls us to Jesus. Okay, I love that. That was that was really cool to me. And so we we hear the Father speak to us and call us. Then we come to Jesus, and then we see who the Father is because Jesus represents the Father to us. Man, this just keeps going bigger. Um, okay, okay. Jesus then says in verse, oh, you can't handle the quiet? Can't I hate the, quiet yeah. times. I'm like ready to. Verse 30, um, 53, Jesus says, very truly, unless you, he says, amen, amen. Um, so this is a truth. This is a universal truth. Unless, I, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You've got to know who he's talking to here. These are the, the Jewish people who can't touch, can't be in the same house as a dead body or they have to go through ceremonial unclean stuff. They have to clean themselves. They have to stay out to nighttime out of, it's just a big deal. It's a big deal. And Jesus is saying, you've got to eat my, bl- my body and drink my blood. And they didn't like it. Um, and they said, this is a hard teaching. His disciples says, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Who can chew it? Who can, who can take this and and sw- I can't even swallow it. It's so, and and it makes me think that the calling of Jesus, because then, then his uh, a lot of them left him, uh, and he said, "Oh, does this offend you? Does my speaking offend you?" This is Jesus, right? Does this offend you? He says, "Then what if you see the the Son of Man ascending to where he was before?" <laughs> Just like ascending to the heavens, ascending to the throne room of God. What if you saw that? Um, uh, and and then they, a bunch of him left. And he says to his 12 disciples, says, do you want to leave too? And Simon says, like, Lord, where will we go? I love this verse. I love it. Where would we go? Have you ever, have you ever had that? You had some teaching or some correcting in your life from God or from someone else? Am I going to run away from God? Where else am I going to go? I don't, I don't know anywhere else. I've tasted a lot of things, but I don't know anything that has life in it. There's nothing else. If Anything else, if you take God out of it, there's no life in it. If you take God out of it, there, there's, no, there, there's a, a nice candied outside, but anything on the inside, it's like you can't just lick it and put it on the shelf and then wait for someone else to eat that, um, unless you're my kids. Uh, <laughs> Jotham. Little kids, yeah, little kids. Yeah, it's like, what is it? Why is it sticky? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And that, you know, familiarity or, or fellowship, it's the Lordship of God. Because when we come to Jesus, he, we, are, we are in love with him. And, and we see, like, there is something about Jesus that changes our lives. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you first came to Jesus, it changed your life. Changed my life. Every, everything's new. Everything's new. But there's also an, there can be an offending side of Jesus that offends the, the, the other ways of thinking in our mind, our emotions, our heart. And, and we need to then follow and submit that to him be, because we want what he's got, right? I know you're good, Jesus, so I'm, I'm going to take what you've got but, and not get offended by it. Don't, please, don't, don't get offended by what we say. Go to the word because that's all we're speaking here this morning. Um, so... Go. 
God had already shifted in this situation. What Jesus was speaking was the God shift that had already taken place. And he was setting them up for the new covenant. Yes. And, that, and they were going, this is a natural thing. And he's like, no, this is a heavenly thing, but you guys don't get it. You, need um, it. you, you, you will, yeah. but you're not getting it. The shift has already taken place. I'm speaking about the shift, but it's going to take you a little while to catch up with it. Yeah. So we've just, and I spoke about this last week, and I used the term that afterwards when I went home and on Monday night yeah. I'm having a conversation with two girls in my household and around dinner. And, um, and I, I made a comment about how I was speaking to somebody afterwards. And I, I said, how were you, how's your week going? And they went, oh, terrible week. It was just, and I'm going, blitzkrieg, man. Blitzkrieg. Remember, the enemy is just blitzkrieging you. <laughs> and, and the two women, two girls, two females that I was having dinner with, because I'm two learned people. not to use names. <laughs> No, you haven't. And I'm not giving you any idea who they are. They go, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Does anyone know what Blitzkrieg is? Come on. There, there are those amongst us yeah. that have... See, the, the thing is oh. that if we do not learn from history, <laughs> we are doomed to repeat it. So, in 1940... Teaching. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring some teaching bring some to you teaching. this morning. Because this is the thing, in 1940, or before then, um, France knew that the war was coming with Germany. So they, this guy called Maginot built this wall between Germany and France, put it on the French border, and it went through Luxembourg and all the way down and to around Sweden. And it, but Belgium said, no, no, we don't want a wall between Belgium and France, so you're not putting a wall up here. It cost them nine billion dollars to build this wall to defend against Germany. Cheap. That, yeah, it's a bargain at half the price. So they thought that they were safe against the war from Germany. This is, in, this is really important. You might go, why am I getting a, you know, <laughs> a history lesson here this morning? Because we are in a battle at the moment. The enemy is, is we don't fight against flesh and blood. I've got that scripture coming up in a second. That's Ephesians 6. But there is always a battle. If, if we, um, when God shifts, the enemy doesn't know what he's doing, so he goes on a blitzkrieg. Now, the word blitzkrieg was, was what the Nazis did to Germany. Oh, sorry, to France. They went up through where there was no fort. They didn't fight where there was a fortification. There, it was the Great Wall of China the Maginot Line with battlements and everything down. They went up through the Netherlands and down through Belgium and in six weeks overran France. Now, France was still battling with weapons from the First World War. Germany had upgraded all their weapons. They had tanks and panzers now. They had planes that were far exceeding anything that... I don't even know if French, the French had an air force at that point. <laughs> They were still flying in the sop with camels, the <laughs> canvas planes. The machine guns that the Germans had designed were shooting out 10 times the rounds that the best machine guns that the French were. The French were still using horse and cart. In six weeks, Germany just overran. There was the Dunkirk uh, when the British expedition forces were all waiting there and it was a move of God that got them out. People go, oh, it was all the British. No, no, no. For some reason, they... The, um, the king called a day of prayer. And Winston Churchill, 
yes, Winston Churchill at the time. Was it Winston Churchill or was it the other one? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 1940, I think it was. But he, no, no, it was the guy before him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Stop it. Get out of that seat. <laughs> he said, yes, let's have a day of prayer. Yeah. They had a day of prayer. And for some reason, the, the advancement of the Panzers stopped. Hitler said, let's have a Sabbath. Let's have a day off. Not only that, clouds came over so the Luftwaffe couldn't even fly over. And all these little fishing boats came across, picked up. They were hoping to get 50,000 out. They got over 350,000 up to 400,000 troops, (laughs) Canadian troops, British expedition forces and French forces and a a whole bunch of different guys. And they brought them across to um, into England. The reason I'm saying this, Blitzkrieg, it means this. I think we've got it up on the screen. Blitz means lightning. Krieg is war. The enemy is wanting to do a Blitzkrieg because he does not know what the Father is doing. He doesn't know the shift that's taken place. So he will never attack where we are strong. He will only come through where we have a weakness in our life. Okay, so he does a blitzkrieg on us, and in the strong places, makes no Dude. offensive. No, it, it does. It just bounces off. But where we've got a weakness, where we aren't girded up, where we aren't getting and having eatings with one another and sharing intimate guys who enjoyed yesterday yeah, yeah. with getting together and just talking as real men. I, I just loved, loved it. it. What some of the guys were coming out with, and afterwards the conversation that we had. I've got some free books if you want a book on how to to fight every man's battle and how to fight the secret battles that are in men's lives and how to be a real man. I've got a book for you. I've only got a handful of them left, so be first in to get it. Oh, yeah. First in, best read. So the enemy, God has shifted during our COVID period. Now, don't argue a point, did God cause COVID and all this? Doesn't matter. The world has changed. God was not taken by surprise and God has shifted. He's uh, he's actually done a shift in the whole church. We're not the only church that's talking like this about changing from meetings to eatings, about changing from religious programs to freedom of the Spirit and, and having worship nights where we say, Holy Spirit, just come and move by your power. No, we're not the only church that's doing this I was speaking to a a friend of mine who's a Hillsong pastor in Melbourne and he's going you realize we're we've had some things change in our world and I'm going you certainly have but I know that God has caused a shift it's going to take you a while to catch up with it and he said we've had people that have been dead clinically for four hours no pulse no breathing no um brain signals at all and then they've prayed for them they've come back to life things are happening around the world things are happening in the church and I'm saying catch up with it catch up with it have some meetings eating sorry eatings with people let the word of God be your food Jesus said I've already eaten to the disciples and they go where'd you get the food and they said my food is to do the will of him who sent me so when Jesus said eat of my body um they're going oh we can't touch your body and eat it what while you're standing there oh, I don't understand it 
But he, what he's saying is, I'm doing the will of my Father. That's my food. Yep. Your food is to do the will of the Father yes. as well yes. and to partake of this living bread that oh. is steaming hot yeah. and beautiful and crusty on the outside. And when you break it, you just go, oh, come on, who's baked bread at oh, home? Man. And you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Or you're driven past the bakery and you just, you weren't hungry beforehand. Yes. And you drive past the bakery. Turning it's like left. going past Dirty Bird, going past Kentucky. And you can smell it. You weren't hungry beforehand. All of a sudden you are. Don't get off track. So all of this about, I've got to rectify a point here. It does say do not be a drunkard as well. When I said don't get drunk with wine and I was saying there's a lot of things that can intoxicate us. There are so many warnings about um, being a drunkard in our lives yeah. in the Word of God. That's right. Uh, there are a few benefits to drinking wine and drinking alcohol. There are definitely some scriptures, a few of them. But there are a lot that warn against being a drunkard and overindulging because you're it's actually making master. an idol out of that yeah. thing. Right. We're not called to idolatry. We're Come called on. to worship the creator of that. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, yes. King of the universe, yes. who brings forth fruit from the earth, fruit from the vine. Give thanks before you eat and drink in every situation. That's so good. So this goes through and says, <laughs> finally. You're looking at me like Finally, what, what? like if you're going to weigh in on this. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Yes. This is Ephesians 6.10. And in His mighty power, we're like, oh, I don't know if I'm strong enough to withstand this blitzkrieg. No, no, no. We don't stand in our power, do we? I've got nothing except the name of Jesus. I've got nothing except the Word of God to say, no, this is the line and the enemy cannot cross over it. That's right. And it says, put on the full armour, not just some of it, the Mm. full armour. I tell you now, if if that allowed... Belgium to build it on the other side between Netherlands and then there'll be a fight there. But don't worry about that. If they'd put on the full armour, the the Germans wouldn't have been able to overrun France in six weeks. Six weeks. Oh my goodness. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle, our battle is not against people, not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, why? Why for? Therefore, all that there is for this statement, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you don't know, we don't know when the day of evil is going to come, when evil is going to knock on our door and say, you've given me access to your life because of what you've said or what you haven't said. You haven't put on that, we haven't. Put on the, I'm going to change that because we are together here. We are. we are one body, one baptism, one Lord, one salvation. We need to put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, we may be able to stand our ground. And then it says, and after doing everything to stand, what does it say? Stand. stand. Does that make sense? Yes. Don't be moved. If you've drawn a line, I can't even move that leg. When you draw a line in the sand and you say here and no further, remember one of David's mighty men. He's in a lentil patch. Who wants to defend lentils? Only vegetarians. (laughs) It's really interesting. The women are partaking of the fruit of the sugar 
um, cane, whereas the men are partaking of the fruit of the pig and the fruit of the chicken. Um, don't get off track. Yeah. I'm trying. He drew a line in the stand and it says that he killed hundreds and hundreds. I can't remember how many he killed. And he fought so hard that his, I think it was a spear or his sword, whatever it was, the weapon that it was fused in his hand. He'd become fused with his weapon that he was able to not only defend that line, but offend that line in his life. So put on the full armour of God so that you can stand. And then when you've done everything, stand. It's really brilliant because we go, how do I stand past that? You don't, you're immovable. You keep reminding yourself. You keep proclaiming out of your mouth. You meditate on the Word of God. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers or walk in the counsel of the ungodly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God. And on that law, he meditates day and night. night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water whose leaf does not wither and um, who, who brings forth fruit fruit in yes. season he everything yes. he does does not fail oh what a great promise from god i keep that's the first scripture i ever memorized and do you know what life that has been to me in my journey of life i keep quoting it like i did just then not so the wicked they're like chaff that the, the the wind blows away therefore the wicked will not stand in judgment they will not have authority no, in the heavenly realms right. nor sinners sit in the assembly of the righteous We have a a special place where we are welcomed in, where no one else can come in. There is a place of security that God has for us, that the wicked, the sinners, all that contamination cannot come in. And it's not against people I'm talking here. It's against principalities, powers and authorities of this dark age that are in the heavenly realm. Yes. Therefore, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with the helmet of salvation on your head, with your feet shod. I like that one. Shod. That's a horse term. That's an equestrian term right there because the shoes aren't just placed on the feet. They're nailed into place and then the nails are bent over as it comes up. Don't go and nail your shoes on. But it's saying they don't come off easily. Uh The the peace Uh does not come off easily. The good news doesn't come off easily. It's shot on your feet. Yes. It was a mistake that they used that term. And And your shield of faith. Oh, wow. Shield of faith with which you will extinguish all the lightning bolts of the enemy. Blitzkrieg. I saw Satan fall like lightning. Blitzkrieg. It's the plan of the enemy to go, oh, it's scary. How can we overcome it? Oh, there's no way we can deal with it. No, put it into the hands of the Father. Yes. Proclaim it. Jesus has authority over this. Yes. Whatever it is. Wives, if you're praying for your husbands, keep praying for your husbands. There's no reason to back down. Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Go to the truth. Go to the... Um, righteousness that we are in Jesus Christ. There is so much in that. There's so much depth to the Word of God. 
um, extinguish all the flaming arrows, the lightning bolts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. Oh, sorry. Yes, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the sword Spirit. Of spirit. Yeah, it has it. to be fused to our bodies. Yes. It has to be so much of a part of us that no one can pry it. That, that mighty man, they couldn't pry that spear or no. his weapon out of his hand. He had to wait until he relaxed. Until he, oh, you know what it's like when you've held on to something? When I was skiing, uh, you'd go out for a hard ski and you'd come back and you'd be like, I can't open my hands because you just, it'd become fused in there. Yeah, that's excellent. And pray, the sword of the Spirit, but the the shield of faith. When we have eatings together, we're we're actually joining in faith. We're, We're mutually encouraging one another. We are creating a phalanx. A phalanx is when shields become linked together. They're like the shingles on a on a lizard, on a on a, a blue tongue, yeah. on a shingleback lizard, a stumpy tail. I'm, I'm amazed there's so many names for those lizards. <laughs> there are a lot of them. I mean, a lot of different varieties. But we we actually link together when we we join together and we talk about the things of God and we mutually encourage one another in the faith of what God is doing. We had somebody share yesterday and it was a very vulnerable thing that they shared. But it's a thing, that a vulnerability where we actually are intimate one with one another and we can say, I've had that battle. I know what you're going through. But there's a story that I remember. Um, a guy fell down into this pit. I've told it before, but I apologize if you heard of it. A guy falls down in the pit. And um, he's like yelling out, somebody help me, somebody help me. And this guy comes along and jumps down into the pit with him. And he's like, why did you do that? We're stuck in this pit together. Why, why didn't you throw me a rope? And he says, don't worry, it's okay. I've been in this pit before. I know the way out. That's, right. That's what happens when we disciple ourselves, humble ourselves and mutually encourage. Humble, your, humble yourself before one another. Submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Jesus, the Word of God says. Yes. Word of God in our life. It's so easy to go with the Word of man and the, the Word of opinion, but the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Not just for you. Yeah. Not just for you. If you're just praying for you, you're a child. You're immature in your faith. If you're just praying for you, then you're a child still. You're still trying to overcome, understand your... Because in 1 John, it talks about, I write to you children. I write to you young men. And I write to you fathers. Because there's a journey in life. But each one of them is a prophesying. I write to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. Because when you're young, you're just trying to work out, how do I deal with sin? How do I deal with all the contamination of the world? But, but John's writing, no, 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 you've already overcome. I'm prophesying into your life. You've already overcome. And I, I write to you, fathers, because you've known him. You've known him, the father. Yeah. You're starting to get out. And I write to you, old men, because you know him who was from the beginning. You've got a genera- generational mindset. And some, some of us, we're, we're still children and we're old men, not in body, but in spirit, Ooh. because we know the father. We've got that generational mindset. Some of us are, young, are old people and we've, we're still trying to overcome things in our life that Jesus has already dealt with. 
and we can move into the freedom of it. And this year is a year of proclamation. This is a year of prophesying into our lives. It is a jubilee year that God has called us into. (laughs) And jubilee means jubil to blow the ram's horn. This is a kudu horn, which is far superior to any little ram's horn. (laughs) Callum, do you want to blow it? You do it better than me. Blew it pretty good this morning. So I'm going to make a proclamation. We've sung it this morning. Whom the sun set free is free. Into, yeah, he's got to have a practice run. Because <laughs> I, I can tell you now, it's so embarrassing when you try it and it doesn't work. I'm not speaking that out because the first time he blew it, he just nailed it straight away. I'm building you up, aren't build I? Build it up, build it up. That's good. But it doesn't matter. Can we all stand? If you're able to stand, can we stand? I want to proclaim over you freedom. Yes. You are free in Jesus. You are free in Jesus. Have you got something to add to that? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to, um, something I sent through to Steve this week uh, is that would you like to take on an enemy that is excellently protected, has excellent provisions, who has superior weaponry, inside intelligence on your location, tactics and, and targets? Would you like to take on someone that's, that has all those things that's, that's superior in every way? No. Well, that's what the enemy has to face in you. In us. That's what the enemy is facing is us. That's why he blitzkriegs. Because he just, he's got to get us dismayed and, and, and looking on the wrong targets. But, but you are the army of God. We are the army of God. Well provisioned. And, and it's interesting, Sansu in The Art of War made a proclamation. This is how you fight war. Where you are strong, make the enemy think you're weak. Where you're weak, make the enemy think you're strong. Where you are, make the enemy think you're not. And where you're deception. not, make the enemy think you are. It's all, it's all about deception. It's, it's all about... <laughs> and who plays that game? The father of lies, yep. whose only language is lies and deception. That's, right. That's what he tries to do. So we're proclaiming over you today Freedom. truth. We're proclaiming over you today freedom. We're proclaiming over you today the fruit of the Spirit. You are free. And if you think, oh, there's no way I can have people over for dinner, then go out for dinner. I made an appointment this week with people that aren't even able to come to church because of of sickness and and disease in their life. And I, I... text them and I said, can we bring food to your place so we can meet with you and mutually encourage? And they're like, we're going on a holiday. And I'm like, filthy animals going on a holiday. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I said, have a great yeah, time. Have a good one. Yeah. Don't think that you can't. Even if you're just doing it by yourself, meeting with one other person there where two or more gathered, there I am. God says, so we're going to blow the ram's horn this morning and there's nothing in the ram's horn, but it's a proclamation. It's a pure sound. It's a piercing tone. (laughs) I feel the No, it is. So come on, guys. Let's get in a position to receive from God. Father, you're so good. You are awesome. You are wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Freedom! Freedom! Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Freedom! Freedom! Thank you for love. Thank you for joy. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for patience, goodness, kindness. Thank you for self-control. Freedom! True to the spirit. Jesus! True to the spirit. (laughs) Wow!
He's going to pass out dead. in a second. <laughs> Do you want to pray for everyone? All right. Was was that just a funny thing or or a, or a um a statement? You know, just don't empty. get caught up on it's the net. It's not empty. It's not empty. That's a declaration. Grab a hold of that. Um, if you are hungry, you're going to be filled. Jesus said, "Come to me, those. If you're hungry, come to me, and I will give you bread. I will give you life, and life abundantly." He says, "My my body is true life, which means real. Actually, it says real food, but it means true food. It means real drink, and it means true drink. The truth. The truth is in Him. So if you're hungry, if you've been feeling, oh, I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm." down and out and I can't get up again, or if there's something in you that's been been stirring while we're speaking, I, I, I encourage you to respond. Here is your moment to respond. Respond to Him. Jesus has been calling you. You're hearing the Father and He's calling you in. I don't care where you've come from. He doesn't care where you've come from. He knows where you've come from. I don't care who you've been, what you've done. Just respond. I don't care how you respond. If you put your hand up, if you come down the front, if you kneel, if you just say, God, I'm responding to you right now. But if that's you, respond. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for your wonderful Jesus who sacrificed himself, the complete sacrifice for us. And in his death, he gave us healing. He gave us healing for our spirit, healing for our body, and healing for our mind. He gave us peace. Peace for our body, our spirit, and our mind. Peace. In you is truth and it is life. So I speak that over you. You have truth and life. Respond to Him now. Respond to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being here for me. I receive you, Jesus. I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I listen to you, Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my life. I want to live with you. I want to follow you. Thank you, Jesus. It's the peace of God right now, peace of Jesus over you. I declare the peace over your mind. I declare peace over your heart. I declare peace over your family, over your children, over your work. Over those thoughts that are coming into your mind right now, I declare the peace of Jesus. Just open your mind to him. Let him, let him come in. Take down the wall, open the door, respond. Can I just say one last thing? Um, it's been jumping around in my head for a while. Where is it? It's in here. That freedom, freedom, such a funny thing. Freedom can live even in captivity. We can declare freedom over the captives. Um, but captivity can't live in freedom. So, so don't don't go today and say, oh, no, it didn't happen. Don't take on the shackles that you might have been, you know, the, the locks that have been around your life. Because captivity can't live in freedom. You can only accept it in. But it won't live if you don't let it be there. So thank you, God, for your freedom. Thank you, Jesus, for your freedom. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.